Amigos, it's been a while, I know. But uh, God be with you today as we uh, continue on with our small catechism life series. Today uh, we are uh, in the Lord's Prayer, uh, fifth petition. Uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Um, yeah, this is Pastor Ernie Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California, 93021. Um, it is a, it's a burner today here in California, probably 97 degrees. Uh, so God's blessings to you wherever you are. Hopefully it's a little cooler uh, where you, wherever you are listening today. Uh, but what a good day it is as we continue to journey through uh, the small catechism. I know I had a conversation with... Um, a, a gentleman the other day, and um, and he inspired me uh, to to start a new uh, after the small catechism life series. Uh, we will have a new content series called uh, Evangelism in Three Minutes. So in three minutes, we will uh, have short clips of uh, how to answer questions, uh, particular questions, um, and how to proclaim. Uh, the for you uh, to those that need to hear it. So that's going to be our upcoming content after the small catechism live series is done is um, evangelism in three minutes. We'll see what we can do there. We'll see where it goes. You know, we're always going day to day here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California, because of course, uh, the Lord will return and we do not know the day or the hour, right? Uh, today has enough trouble in itself. Uh, as as we know. So anyways, uh, today, without further ado, right? Thank you for joining me here. Uh, again, important lesson. You know, the Lord's Prayer, we, we hear it, we pray it time and time again. But as we go through this series, we do, as I told uh, one of my adult instruction classes, we slow it down and take the side roads, right? We don't just take the 118 here uh, in Moore Park. We don't just take the freeway, but we get off on the off-ramp, take the side roads, slow it down, and see what this is all about. Have you ever done that when you're driving? Slow it down and see what it's all about? That's what we're doing here um, in our Small Catechism Life Series. Why don't we begin uh, with a uh, with a moment of prayer. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for uh, the forgiveness that you have given to each and every one of us, that by your mercy, mercy and grace and your great compassion, O oh Lord, you, you cover us by the, by the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ. Bless us, O oh Lord, always in this gospel. Lead us always in your forgiveness. And through all things, O oh Lord, uh, by your merciful hand, comfort us um, in this life uh, of great uh, peace and hope uh, in the promise and the deliverance uh, of the gospel in Jesus Christ alone. Bless us in your word today. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, as we continue on here, forgiveness. Okay, so a 2017 catechism, page 264 here. So when we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, right? Daily, uh, we need God's forgiveness, don't we? Uh, if you look in the mirror, uh, you know of your flesh, you know of your sin, uh, you know of the trespasses that are against you. The law shows us the demand that God has upon us, but also uh, how that demand, well, we fall short because the law shows us as mirror, right, reflection, the acknowledgement of our sins, eight degrees Celsius. That's probably like what, Matt and Fahrenheit, probably like 40 degrees, I'm thinking. Anyways, uh, mission Matt, by the way, hope, uh, 
Hope you're doing good over there in the Netherlands. But uh, uh, <laughs> um, we'll talk one day. I know we will. Once again, I know you're busy. But uh, maybe after Easter, Matt, we'll we'll get we'll get it back together. Uh, but um, but yeah, you know, um, as we continue here uh, with uh, forgiveness. Um, What does this mean? If you could follow along here in your catechism, if you have one. We pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask that he would give them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. You see right there, um, if you could uh, read it right there for me, it says, um, uh, we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing, right? But punishment. I think uh, right there. Um, So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. So, okay, number one, uh, what is it? Why do we pray for forgiveness? Because we daily sin much. Do we want to sin? Do we strive to do what is good, what is right? Of course we do. Uh, do we look at command, the, the commandments in the third use of the law saying, this is the life of sanctification. This is the life to which God has called me uh, to fulfill as I love God and love neighbor. Of course. But at the end of the day, you and I both know because of the doctrine of original sin, because of what uh, sin uh, uh, in Genesis 3, the fall, we very well know that we still struggle to this day until the Lord returns uh, our, our struggle with sin. Right? So we daily sin much, and because of it, daily we are in need of Christ's forgiveness. All right. So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. And now this is kind of that, that pattern we talk about here. Uh, we look at it in Ephesians 8, 4, Ephesians 4, 32. If you could turn to that, it talks about, uh, if you have your Bible out there, Ephesians 4, 32, and I will read it for you right here. It says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Be kind to one another. Where does this kindness come from? Where does this tenderhearted come from? Where does this compassion and mercy come from? It comes from our Lord. See, We are patterned by what Christ has given to us first. So when we speak of the gospel, when we speak of forgiveness, of course, it is by his forgiveness that our sins are accounted for, that we are absolved, that we can take comfort that, of course, by the free gift of Jesus and his his promise of the gospel and his death and resurrection, even in your baptism as you trust in the work that he has done for you in the water and word, even in the Lord's Supper, there you are forgiven of your sins, there we rest upon his mercy and compassion. We didn't deserve his forgiveness. All we deserve is eternal wrath and condemnation. But yet by his grace, he forgives us by the sending of his son, Jesus Christ. Right? So daily we sin much, but daily we pray to the Lord, forgive us of our sins. Right? And and there is that struggle there as as a Christian. Right? But there is also repentance. There is also confessing our sins. And there we, we ask for forgiveness, right? 
But also, in that joy and gladness of the gospel, what happens? Well, uh, we, we are to, as Ephesians 4.32 says, uh, to forgive one another as Christ forgave you. Right? So where is that root? The pattern, as we see it here, the pattern of forgiveness. See, the thing is, you guys, um, if we do not know the gospel... Right? If we don't know the pure gospel and what God has done for us freely, if we take the gospel even to the slightest legalistic tint or tone, trust me, our forgiving one another becomes very conditional, very me-centered, very my I scratch your back, you scratch mine, um, and, and, and we fail to see what this true forgiveness is all about. Understanding and dwelling upon the free grace, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 of this gospel is very important. Because at the end of the day, as I, you know, as, as I have ministered to many people uh, and, and, and really lead people to this forgiveness, a lot of times, you know, if we, if we don't have the right picture of what this gospel is and the forgiveness of sins in Christ Jesus, then our faith will eventually trust in self and when our faith trusts in ourself and our works and our worth and our merits and, <clears throat> and how we earn our way to God, trust me, there is no certainty there. Right? That's why we always have to get back to, to the pure gospel and what God has done. Right? Because in that forgiveness, we know the pattern to which we are to forgive. If we, if we mix it up with any legalistic tone or, or our anger or our resentment or anything at all, there that forgiveness takes on a different shade. Right? So here we see uh, that we are daily reminded of our sin when we pray the fifth petition, but we are daily comforted by the promise of Christ uh, and, and what he has given to us uh, in this gospel, that we are indeed absolved of all of our sin, right? Um, so, so again, today, uh, as we read uh, Matthew 18, 21 to 35, if you have that out, uh, please uh, follow along in your Bible, Matthew Matthew 18, 21 to 35. Matthew 18, uh, 21 to 35. Matthew, Mateo, Diesi Ocho, Capitolo, right? Matthew 18, um, I think it's 21, 25, that's right. Um, 21 to 35, the parable of the unforgiving servant. We all know this story. I think we preach on this um, in the lectionary throughout the year. But here, why don't we read this together, right? Are you guys ready? Verse 21 and following. Have your Bibles out and follow along. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and seized him. He began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, 
Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Now, again, we look at the parable of the unforgiving servant. And here we see clearly as we look at the simple playbook here uh, of God's word that here in verse 27, a lot of debt this uh, man had in the parable. Yet the, the owner forgives him of all his debt that his, his accounts are settled, the debts are settled by the compassion, right? Where is this rooted? By the owner, by his compassion and his mercy. I mean, just dwell upon these words, I mean, of forgiveness. When we say, forgive us our trespasses, it's like we, we can actually say those words to God because he is the one true God of forgiveness shown to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's how we are shaped by the forgiveness that God has given to each and every one of us. Understand that. I mean, dwell upon the, com- the continued steadfast love, right, of our Lord. That our faith is not in our works, but our faith is in his, his faithfulness, his work. Ultimately, his compassion and mercy given to us uh, through that forgiveness, the blood, the slaughter, the sacrifice, Jesus Christ. Right. And, and this is where we dwell. Thank you, Lord. For your forgiveness, right? Where, where um, we are liberated and set free from our sin. All of them, right? All by this gospel. It is finished. It is over. You are accounted for and accomplished. What a, what a great moment of, of joy, gladness, comfort, knowing that you are reconciled to his name and that you are a child of God covered by his blood, right? This is the daily Right? I pray this with my children every night. And um, what a great moment this is. Slow it down, my friends, when you pray the Lord's Prayer. And really dwell upon these very words. Because we daily sin much, yet there is Christ who forgives us of all of our sin. Now, again, in our sinful nature, the parable of the unforgiving servant shows us the spiritual tension in verses 28 to 33. When you read 28 to 33 here, what do you see? You see a man who uh, not only forgets what had happened to him by settling debts, but his anger, his, his, um, um, his, yeah, his anger and his angst as another pleaded to him uh, for... Uh, for uh, this similar uh, accounting of debts, uh, there uh, he would quickly throw him um, in, in jail, right? Um, all right. So, as we look at verse uh, 35... Uh, there, uh, the people were greatly distressed in this parable, uh, and, and the master came and, and basically told them, don't you remember what I've done for you? Now, you should have done this same thing for those that are around you. And um, this is a very important pattern here. Now, I don't want you to think that because we need to forgive in order to be forgiven. I mean, that's not the way we see it. 
But it is definitely, when we talk about forgiving one another, it is an outward sign, like an outward picture of what that forgiveness is for us, if that makes sense, right? It's not like you approach forgiving one another as I have to do this to be saved, right? No, it's because you're saved, you know how to forgive. Does that make sense? It's because you know the gospel. You know, when I, when I see people and I minister to, these, uh, to many people who are having uh, uh, a struggle with forgiving one another, as we all do, right? Um, where, what do you think I think of first? Well, I think of that person. And I ask in my own head, um, in my own mind, uh, prayerfully, just do they, Lord, grant them faith in, in the forgiveness that you have given to them? Because that's the, that's the bottom line symptom stuff, right? Is when we fail to forgive one another, um, what, what could we possibly be dealing with? The failure to understand what this forgiveness is all about, right? And, and I say that because we know the human condition. We know our sinful nature. And, and we also know our doubt, right, with, with God and his word. And there when I see someone who's struggling to forgive another... It's a moment to look in the mirror and say, well, what is, what is forgiveness, right? What, what does Jesus do for you? Uh, what did he come to this world in his blessed incarnation? What, what was that all about? What, what was his faithfulness in his whole life of ministry, right? What, what was his betrayal? Come, let us go, right? The hour is at hand, and that, and that is of the cross. What is this all about, right? His blood being shed three days later, just as he predicted, foretelling once, twice, thrice, his, his death and resurrection. And there we see uh, that is to overcome the world, to finish, and, and to forgive us of all of our sins. Now, when we dwell upon that, there in that forgiveness, in this life of liberation, there we are patterned, right? Um, but again, a lot of time, if, if, we don't, if we fail to see what true forgiveness is all about, Christ alone, gospel alone, right? His promise alone, then we veer off in failing to forgive one another, right? If forgiveness, if your faith is 50-50, right? God does this, you do that, and then what? You, you go into heaven. Trust me, that's how forgiveness will be as you look at others. You do that for me. I do this for you. And again, we're good and, and we forgive one another, right? No, this is, you know, when we talk about forgiveness, it, it is not a transaction in the sense where um, the gospel, it, it's not that I did something uh, to, uh, to merit his forgiveness, but rather his free gift, and it's through that free gift am I not only comforted and assured and have blessed assurance, but also in that joy of the gospel, I know how to patterned from his free gift of the gospel to forgive one another. It always goes back to the gospel. It's not a have to forgive. I have to do this to be saved. That becomes legalistic. That becomes a work. And there you'll soon see, of course, if that's what you think about forgiveness, most Likely than not, you may see forgiveness of Christ in a very legalistic sense, right? When Jesus died on the cross for you, he died on the cross for you. When Jesus says your sins are forgiven, right? When Jesus says it is finished, it is complete, it is perfect, that's what it means, right? There is no way around uh, Jesus' all-encompassing work because it is for you. Right, and there in that life of forgiveness, in that 
complete declaration that you are justified by the body and blood of Jesus and his resurrection, uh, from his crucifixion to his resurrection. There we know what this life of forgiveness is all about. Now, the tension is to fail to see uh, what this forgiveness is all about, to fail to see uh, the true gift of our Lord, right, for what he has given to us in our disbelief and in our sinful nature. And, And there we see the tension, right? And there we see the results, of that very tension is that he gets angry and he sends him to prison to pay off the debt. Now, the Lord reminds us in the parable, as Peter asked, remember, what is his preface with? Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him, right? And and this is, again, how many times do we sin and how many times does God forgive us? Think about that, right? See, the life of faith is rooted in what? Your the trust that is the word made flesh, the trust that is in the, the work of the gospel and what he has done for you uh, through, through his death and resurrection, right? That is your faith. And, and there, when we talk about this prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, it, it's all in that pattern that roots from what is from above. Do we still face that tension? Yes. But then when we face that tension of, of, of forgiving one another or, or difficulty of forgiving one another, there, where do, we go? where do we go? We go back to the gospel. What is this all about? What has God done for me? Think about that. We are patterns of our perfect father. And what our perfect father, how he shapes us is by his very sacrifice through the sending of his son. That is why this gospel is so important. Because there we have our comfort, knowing that as dead sinners, he makes us alive. And what a swing and open the gates of hell, crushing the fangs of that venomous sting of death, right? Our Lord, he gives us and imparts to us that your sins are forgiven. What a great joy that is here. And there, because of it, because of who we are as forgiven sinners, we know how to forgive. Not have to forgive, but this is what we are called to do, forgiving one another, kind-hearted, or be kind to one another and tender-hearted, right? Forgiving one another as Christ forgave us, right? His forgiveness, not a 50-50 transaction, not a 99-to-1 transaction, 100% gospel for you. And that is what this forgiveness is all about. It's about the gospel, right? And that's where we stay. When we pray this petition, it gets us back to the gospel all the time, right? I always tell people, oh, pastor, I don't know what to pray. No, no, you do. Oh, you do, right? You do because the Lord gave you the perfect prayer. And here we see it. Fifth petition, forgiveness, right? This is, the, this is when it gets you back to thank you, Lord, for calling me to be your own, not by my human reason or strength, but by this very gospel, enlightening me with his gifts, sanctifying me in his truth, and keeping me in the true faith. This all goes back to our Lord and his grace, right? Forgiveness, right? That's right. You know, when we, when we talk about evangelism, um, you could say it all day. Jesus died for you, to all people, because he died for all the sins of the world. And Jesus forgives you, because by his blood you are forgiven, right? This is the boldness and confidence that we have when it comes to forgiveness. When we pray this petition clearly, 
Indeed, we are forgiven of our sins. Think about that. What a great joy this is, um, all given to us by the body and blood of Jesus. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. Bless us in this fifth petition. Lord, continue uh, to grant us true peace and comfort as we dwell upon the peace of Christ and the redemption that he has bestowed upon us through his body of blood slaughtered, uh, shed upon the cross, um, slaughtered as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lord, continue uh, to grant us faith, O Lord, in your very word. And Lord, through all things, uh, grant us your peace so that we know how to forgive, that through your forgiveness, there we are to do the same. Lord, bless us in your name, lead us in your word, and through all things, guide us in the promise of your gospel. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, thank you for joining me today. I know that was a little longer than usual, but uh, it's been a while, so we're back. I'll try to keep up. I know next week's Holy Week, so we'll see about that. But uh, thank you for joining me today. And uh, yeah, love you all, praying for you all. Until next time, this is Pastor Ernie Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. Thank you for joining me for Small Catechism Live. Until next time, you know what we say. That's right. Adios and goodbye. Thanks for listening to these Small Catechism Live devotions. We hope this helps you as you continue to grow and study the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us online at faithmorepark.com.